Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, welcome to the program today. We actually have the band back together today. All four co-hosts are in the studio. Um, of course, we've, we've had Phil. How are you doing, Phil? Doing great. Glad to be here. And Jonathan. It's awesome. And Russ, you just got back from vacation. Yeah, I was in the Midwest for about a month, so good to be back. Isn't the six days a week of vacation that you normally get enough? It, no, I mean, that is, that is true, but this, <laughs> this was excessive. So you have six weeks? Was it that long? No, no. That you were gone? No. How long were you gone? Four weeks. Four weeks. Seemed like six weeks. Yeah. It's a long time. We had to carry a lot of weight I around know, here without I know. you. <laughs> four, four weeks in the Midwest would feel like six weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I had to laugh. This is, I mean, I, our, all our kids were born and raised for at least the first part of their life in the Midwest, and so they should have known about humidity. But when we got there, the first week that we were there, humidity was in the, the mid to upper 90s every day. And they just could not figure out what to do with it. They were having trouble breathing, and it was just fun to watch again. <laughs> Another reason why Idaho is a great place to live. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we have been – so I think when you left, we were at Psalm 119. Yep. <laughs> you guys, thanks for doing all that heavy lifting. We made so much progress. Yeah. Uh, I think we've covered like five psalms yes, nice since work. you've been gone. Nice work, man. <laughs> well, we had to talk about Black Lives Matter and the church and state stuff. We talked about everything controversial while you were gone. Well, I, I do appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. So we'll get all the hate mail, and that'll pass over you. So we are on Psalm 125 today. We're right in the middle of Psalm of Ascent. The Psalms of Ascent. Yep. And, uh, you know, these are pilgrim songs that uh, were sung by uh, people going up three times a year to Jerusalem to to worship, you know, to the presence of God uh, where his name dwelt. And so they fit a pattern, and we've talked about this before. While there's a progression through the whole Psalms, and while the Psalms are dealing with different things of Christian discipleship or discipleship in general, um, you know, they're a great place for us to start our own discipleship journey. But there's uh, patterns of three that go through the Psalms. And so they, they start with uh, the pilgrim feeling harassed or troubled in some way. Um, so that will be the first one of the three. And then, then he's looking to the Lord for help. You know, you know, look to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. You know, there's that kind of theme that runs through there. And then the, the uh, third point is, um, you know, a, a taste of heaven or, a, a, you know, a security, a, a, you know, a bit of triumph. And we're actually at Psalm 125, so we're in that third one right now where there's a, you know, the, the sense of security that is felt in uh, in the psalm. Thank you for filling us in. <laughs> Phil, you want to read it with your baritone voice here? Yeah. Can okay. you just... I'll, I'll do my yeah, best. Deeper still. 
deeper. This is Psalm, this is Psalm 125, a, a song of ascents. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved, but abides forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people from this time forth and forevermore. For the scepter of wickedness shall not rest on the land allotted to the righteous, lest the righteous stretch out their hands to do wrong. Do good, O Lord, to those who are good, to those who are upright in their hearts. But to those who turn aside to their crooked ways, the Lord will lead away with evildoers. Peace be upon Israel. Can we maybe just preface this um, before we jump into it? So we're, we're not ignorant or unaware of what's happening in our culture right now. And I, I can just imagine someone hearing, why aren't you guys talking about the news? Why aren't you talking about this crisis? You know, I mean, there, there's an uptick in COVID. There, the, the country's falling apart. And here you guys are doing the most irrelevant thing you could possibly do and read some antiquated psalm. Well, Russ, I, do you have an I, answer for that? Well, why do you guys well, have an you know, One, God is the same to yesterday, today, and forever. You know, we're talking about um, the reality of who God is and what he's done for his people. And the second part, when we talk about people, they're consistent too. Um, there's nothing new under the sun with regard to this. And so we, you know, even when we, uh, these things, um, you know, we're, we're at a loss sometimes to say, where did this psalm fit in the history of Israel? And the reason we're at a loss for that is it fits in the life of all of God's people. And so there's an application, you know, whether it's, you know, when we read about uh, Psalm of David, say, you can say, oh, this happened to him when he was uh, you know, running from Saul, which was, uh, you know, what we would have seen in Psalm 124, you, you have a, a, a Psalm of Ascent of David. When did that happen? And, and it, you still can't pinpoint it, and it's because these things are written because they are the experience of pilgrim people. And the same thing is true today. Right. You know, what, the scepter of wickedness, you know, uh, do we not feel that? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and so obviously the point is is that this is this is the most relevant thing that we could be doing is addressing the people of the Lord with the word of the Lord. Absolutely. It's interesting that you when you listen to people talk, when you listen to the news, um, what you hear in a lot of different forms is just fear. Um, uncertainty, um, People are trying to find uh, a sense of security in their life, safety. Um, I have five kids. That doesn't make me an expert, but it does mean I know something about children and how they develop. And what you find in, in your children, especially when they're really young, is that they just want to feel safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and that we really don't outgrow that. Um, it manifests itself differently, but we want to feel safe. Um, and so your question about why are we here, I mean, Psalm 125 is really about security, mm-hmm. about safety, um, and it's not based upon circumstances. And so as we deal with this psalm today, I mean, there couldn't be, in some ways, a more relevant place to be, because what I think all of us want, even those four of us here in the room or those listening on the radio or podcast, is safety, security, um, the sense that it is okay. No matter what comes, we're okay. Um, and that's how the psalm starts. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, who can, which cannot be moved, which but abides forever. 
as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, to me, is what allows me to put my head on my pillow at night and sleep. Yes. Mm-hmm. It allows us to lay down our heads at night and sleep peacefully, and, yeah. it, and it also allows us to stand and to, to stand for Christ, mm-hmm. to stand for the truth of the gospel, mm-hmm. uh, to tr- stand for the truths of God's word in a in a in a world uh, that's constantly shifting and uh, can be very confusing. So it not only gives us a secure place uh, to be at ease, as you're indicating, it gives us a secure place where we can stand and proclaim. Well, that's really uh, the second half of the psalm. And that's right. the second half of the psalm. Sorry, I am jumping ahead. Well, no, 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 that's, no, that's good. And, and the other uh, part of it, these psalms are not naive as to, you know, they're not just this is not pie in the sky, buy and buy stuff. This is actually reality. You you notice that the psalmist, through these psalms of descent, has r- repeatedly referred to different harassments that he's felt, the uh, different difficulties that he's gone through, um, and yet his trust is in something greater. It's in in God. That even though maybe this life doesn't deliver, um, you know the perfections that we're looking for, the the promise is, in fact, in verse 2, the Lord surrounds his people from this time forth and forevermore. The forevermore is really what this is all about. When we're, we're making pilgrimage, we are not making pilgrimage to a city called Jerusalem. We're making a pilgrimage to the new heavens and the new earth. We're, we're making a pilgrimage to eternity, yeah. and, this is, and this is what that psalm is bringing out. Well, I like how the imagery he uses, he uses Mount Zion in verse 1, and then the mountains. So he says, as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people. And, you know, we can get into a book like Romans where it's very theoretical in terms of doctrines and and those things laid out. The the Psalms are are beautiful for poetry. It it gives you a picture of what this looks like. Anybody who's ever been on a mountain before knows that they're unmovable. There's no force on earth, no hurricane, no earthquake that could destroy a mountain. Right. And and notice that the way this Psalm starts out, and this perhaps a little bit unusual because most of the Psalms start out being about God, being about the Lord. This one, it starts out being about us. It's about believers. Mm-hmm. Those who trust in the Lord, that's you, believer, are like Mount Zion. Uh, you're a mountain, and we don't usually think of ourselves that way. And it's not about us, uh, as the psalm goes on. But your state of security is such uh, that this psalm really boldly those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved. Mm-hmm. And then it, then it goes on in the, in the ESV, but abides forever. It stays put, immovable. Um, what tremendous security we have in God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it, it's interesting that that front loads the psalm into verse 3, which is not an overly clear verse, but the idea is that we're secure even when the scepter of the of wickedness is is there, is and, and and scepter refers to a political yeah. um, power, and it's not saying that there won't be wickedness, right? But it's what it's saying is that that won't be the ultimate victory. I mean, it, the wicked aren't going to prevail over the righteous. 
Um, it might feel like it at times. It might seem like it. I mean, we live in a world in which there is a lot of things that happen, even in the name of politics, that aren't positive. Um, but this psalm is is saying that's not ultimate. The, wickedness doesn't prevail, at least not in the lives of of God's people. And so it's kind of a very practical, um, into the weeds type of of psalm here. Yes, you, and, and as you point out, the, that first part of verse 3, for the scepter of wickedness shall not rest on the land allotted to the righteous, lest the righteous stretch out their hand to do wrong. Now, now there's, a, there's some application there for us as well. As Christians, there is a – you know, it's not that we're sinless. It's not that we won't sin. In fact, you know, because when wickedness abounds, you know, the hearts of people sometimes – Turn to evil. In fact, uh, Matthew twenty four twelve says, "Because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold." And there's a there's a problem, you know, that we live in this wor- this world that is lawless, and sometimes uh, people begin to identify with that, and their and their love starts to wane. Mm-hmm. The love of God. The psalm then kind of goes into a Psalm 1 type of way. When I know that you remember when we first started this series like seven years ago <laughs> that we talked about that Psalm 1, Psalm 2 are kind of the gateway into all of the Psalter. And psalm, or this psalm has that same flavor, that there mm-hmm. really are only two approaches in life. You're, you're either those that are in Christ and are righteous or those that are outside of Christ and are wicked. And so that comes into play here too. Mm-hmm. Well... Again, you've uh, heard another sampling of the Psalms. We would certainly encourage you to uh, dig deeper. Do you guys have resources that would be good for people to dig into the Psalms? Right now we're in the Psalms of Ascent, which is Psalm uh, 120 to 134. And uh, kind of a modern classic is Eugene Peterson's uh, Long Obedience in the Same Direction. Still in print, great great resource. Yeah, Peterson is the one that... Uh, came out with the paraphrase of the Message Bible, and so he's a, a pretty good scholar and pretty good guide through that. Uh, Walter Kaiser wrote a, a wonderful little book called The Journey Isn't Over, The Pilgrim Psalms for Life's Challenges and Joy. That's Walter Kaiser. And You'll have to wait till next time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we hope that that's been helpful. We will see you next time. Bye.